Hello, hello, and welcome to Hand Job Central. It's the Draw Play Podcast. Why, T? Why did you do <sighs> Why? I know you like to introduce the podcast without me, but I can't. <sighs> I will not stand idly by. Welcome to Intentional Sound against the Draw Play Podcast. I'm your Thank host, you. Draw Play Dave Rapoccio. With me, as always, is um a happy host, happy co-host. <sighs> They have a video. <laughs> this episode's already busted. They have a video. <laughs> they have a video. We're all going to have to see a video. Why isn't that what everyone is talking the about jerk, right now? The jerk tape is real. It's, it is a real tape that, that apparently exists in real life that, that is going to be made public. And I don't... Is it going to be made public? Do they have to I, do that for, uh, like, legal I mean, reasons? Because they, it's evidence? They don't... I mean, they haven't made it public yet, and I don't know if they have to. It might just be a courtroom thing. But, regardless, I mean, you fucking know TMZ right now is, like, paying the best private investigators to get their fucking hands on the Robert Kraft... Like, I was... I didn't know this until I was the watching Sports Center. Yeah, the, the, the jerk tape exists. I didn't know. I thought they just caught him or whatever. I didn't know that there was a tape um, of Robert Kraft getting a, a handy. I, I remember seeing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, otherwise, how did they know he got a hand job? But the fact that it seemed like they were doing some pretty heavy investigating. I mean, they had an undercover cop go in there and also have some have some uh, activities occur. So they got they got something. I wonder if this is that situation. Did you ever watch The Wire? No, no, I need to. I need to. There's there's a part in season two where they're ironically trying to um, bust a human trafficking ring. Uh And and the main character goes goes in basically as a, quote, client. And they like bust it. I'm like, I'm reading the description of what the like the undercover cop was doing. I'm like, this is literally what happened in The Wire. Like they probably had like court warrants so they could set up cameras on the inside to make sure they caught it like it's 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 hilarious but mm-hmm. this is ignoring the the main fact here is that robert Kraft got hand job and yeah. this is hilarious and apparently you can see his entire naked ass on it a fact that i learned from sports center oh that that was a sports center update was that in a top sports, 10 a sports it was in top 10 it wasn't top 10 is literally it was just like someone saying, hey, we have a there's a video of Robert Kraft's entire ass. I want to. So one one thing I do want to I do want to make clear. And again, this is like Sam's Sam's soapbox corner uh, that, hey, like one one don't don't disparage sex sex workers. The fun, fun ways to talk about the the funny Robert Kraft thing that happened one. Don't disparage sex workers and and don't disparage people who get sex work as long as they're doing it in in the right way. Uh, so that's two things, right? As long as you're not hurting anyone, it's fine. And, you know, don't don't yes. demean. I the, am all for. Yeah, process. because it will be. It's going to happen anyway. It's going to happen a lot anyway. It happens a lot anyway. They might as well get protection exactly regulation and we might as well get some tax revenue from it so that's the thing is that is that when when like when we talk about this kind of shit there's also i mean it's it's inherently wrapped up in human trafficking and you know thankfully it seems like 
the people who worked at uh what was it beautiful orchids or something um the, I, I don't the even remember i don't even know what remember. it was called i didn't people were like traveling <laughs> yeah whatever the, apparently they were not victims of trafficking but a lot of people who are forced into sex work are and legalizing sex work will make it a lot harder like the the uh demand like it would be a big blow to sex trafficking to sex trafficking to make sex work legal um which you know so so there there's all that just keep in, keep that in mind when when you talk about this and make funny twitter jokes because a lot of this stuff is harmful to real people that being said robert kraft did try to hire a prostitute and it's it's very robert funny kraft got and a 60 he's a dollar handy happy ending yep yep i mean that was not the headline i expected to read no. on friday no and of course we it were, was Friday. Of course it was Friday, it, by the way. It's always the day after. You know, I instantly I wake up the next day. My friend, um, my coworker comes over. He's just like, do you see the news? It's like eight o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, what news? And he like holds his phone up and it's an ESPN alert. It's just Robert Kraft uh, arrested for soliciting prostitution. And I just started cracking up. And no one around me understood why. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because God, it's just, it's, it's just one of those days where fucking... you're there and you're like, this is going to be a good day. Yeah. It's going to be a fun day for Twitter. Sports yes. Twitter is one of the few Twitters where things can still be fun. And this was definitely one of them. The world came together to dunk on Robert Kraft getting a $60 handy at a cheap Florida asian masseuse <laughs> the, the the more i think about it the more absurd it just seems it's especially all... when the information came out that he went there the morning of the afc championship which means he like went yeah. out oh, of that's his way right. i i totally to forgot that wrinkle yeah it was like what was it like it was a 30 or 40 minute drive or something I can't. He remember. went out of his way yeah. because he went from wherever he was before then to, I mean, eventually he had to get to Boston for the championship game, but he just took a layover in Florida to, uh, you know, get a cheap handy. <laughs> I can't believe, like that. I think the just the level of cheapness is the thing that baffles me the most. Mm-hmm. because you know get your rocks off that that's a thing a lot of people do it a lot of people just you know want to do it but but it's just like a, a little asian massage parlor in florida he's a billionaire i couldn't so, he get better well here's here's my thing is don't you think i think this is like melted uh, this is melted brain thinking right is like you know you're doing something wrong yeah but like i'm only spending 40 dollars on it so it's only 40 dollars wrong <laughs> and i won't get caught like it's only 40 dollars wrong right i'm worth a bit that's like point zero 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 up whatever percent of my so it can't be i'm i'm not like buying weapons grade plutonium it's a 40 dollar hand job like i you know, you know what I mean? I think that there is some melted brain thinking here of like, uh, yeah, it's, it, it doesn't, ah, oh God, it's just so, I, my, 
I I very much enjoyed, and we talked about this last week about being on Twitter for um the the entire like life cycle of a sports Twitter story, and it is a great thing. And I hope that you were that this happened to you uh on on Friday a week ago because it was great. Um, uh, my favorite shit was like seeing people who as soon as the news broke drove for two hours to get like a selfie in front of yeah jets fans fucking... taking selfies out yeah the like they're making a pilgrimage to this yeah. stupid massage parlor Th- that is so closed down and like... completely nondescript <laughs> yeah like it looks like every <laughs> massage parlor you could literally i could have gone down the street and taken a like a selfie of me near the nearest massage parlor that wasn't like a massage envy and been like, oh man, I'm here doing the thing. Here at the spot, Chaboy at the spot where Robert Kraft got his dick touched. Like, ugh. It's wild, um, wild, wild. It's just, I, I just feel like this is the one, the one situation where Jerry Jones probably does it right. Jerry yeah, Jones well, probably <laughs> goes out on his billion dollar yacht into the sea with uh-huh. just an entire fleet of prostitutes and all the cocaine in the world and parties. Well, except and you know for what? that one if you're time a where we caught him on I camera. feel like that's the way you have to do it. I can at least respect yeah, like there's there's this whole thing about like referring to billionaires as people of means and like whatever and like billionaires feeling bad about it. Listen, we're coming for you anyway. Right? Like we're coming for you. I don't you care about billionaires feelings. Anyway. They can buy things that Well, that's my yeah. my thing is like here's here's some actual advice to billionaires. If any are listening, here's some actual advice to billionaires. Fucking enjoy it. Go hog wild. Go full C Montgomery Burns with the time you have left. Right? Like, don't. What what the fuck do you care? What do you care if if it makes you like em- embrace it? You already have more money than God. Don't like. Don't feel bad about it because shoot the. I can buy a boat worth more than an entire city neighborhood, but some people saying I'm a bad person when I go to a a restaurant makes me feel bad, so please stop calling me a billionaire. Now, fuck off. Go, yeah, fuck fuck off, fuck off, and go full evil. Like, fuck it. I, I have no patience for that. So, yeah, I, my, my thing is though, didn't we catch, we caught, we caught Jerry Jones, right? Jerry yeah. Jones was getting a blowy in the in the press box or whatever that one time. Yeah, I remember that. Very good. Very, very good. Very, very good. Hey, uh, hey. Wow. Uh, we got like a couple things of, of big news. Can we move to can we move to the other thing or do we want to keep beating this beating this? Yeah, story you wanna off? keep beating the meat? Beating, I the, mean, beating the meat on this story. Beating beating the meat. I just I, I've said I made this joke several times, but I'm very I very much like it, and I hope this is how the Patriots dynasty ends, not with mm-hmm. a whimper, but with a bang. Gah, <laughs> you jerk! Very good. <laughs> yeah, we can move on to the next um, large subject. Move away from this probably middling in size subject. Yeah. Do introduce wanna... us sam oh, oh no. okay no. i was gonna give it to you because i, I because, no, you know I, like, it's, you, it's you brought division. it up so i was waiting for you to segue gotcha. i'm sorry yeah that's my fault I, I was just like i wanted to give it to you um so 
Jason Witten is coming back to football. That's Jason. the big news of today. That this is breaking news, like either last night or today, right? This was this it. morning. This came out this morning. I messaged you like a minute after it broke on Twitter. Yeah. So yeah, this yeah. is this is hot off the presses. We didn't miss something news. Right. Right. Uh, he so he's coming back to play, and he's gonna be. He's coming back to play. Like you, you see the headline like Jason Witten coming back to the Dallas Cowboys, and like, you instant your brain goes. Oh, um, Assistant he, he's going to come back as like a, a coach. He's going to come back in like a front office capacity. And then you see as a player for his 16th season and you're like, oh, before before we get into my tinfoil hat theory on it, there is absolutely no way he stayed in shape, right? There's absolutely no way. I mean, I don't I don't he's probably not in playing shape right now, but I don't I, I doubt he's not in bad shape. Well, oh yeah, no bad bad shape is is relative. He'll probably like, be not fine. in playing shape. I guess I guess that's fair. If you only take a year off, it's only and... a year, and like the most thing he the thing he probably did the most was probably lose weight because he didn't have to eat yeah. quite as much. Yeah, but he he stayed a pretty big dude all that's season fair. long from looking at him. So I don't think it was a. Uh, it, he's, he he probably kept going. You you get you make the gym part of your routine. For a career for like fifteen years, it's, can, yeah, it's gonna be yeah, hard just to just it. immediately stop. That's so true. I That's honestly have true. no doubt he's he wasn't exactly going to be like a big athletic threat towards his mm-hmm. last few seasons. So it's not like he's gonna be that big athletic threat now. That's that's he'll, my thing. He'll, is he'll, like, he'll what is the thing. what's the draw here for the Cowboys? Like jersey sales? I don't I, like. Do you, it, it, I don't know it. <sighs> I really have no idea. I really can't help but wonder if this is happening because he was going to be fired and this was his only way out. Well, so this is this is literally my uh my tinfoil hat take that that Ray uh expounded upon. So I think that this is a sneaky way of them firing him. Right? I feel I like this that- is definitely they they were forcing him out. Like, he, if he tried to ah. stay there, he, we were. They were forcing him out. I wonder if it he, was a for, I, this this kind. The way it went down makes it seem like it was more mutual. And they were like, "Hey, Jason, we like you, but you can't. Like, this is not working. We made like, a mistake. We you made need, a mistake. You, we need to send you back down to the D leagues for a bit." Well, and and it's it's funny that that. What Ray said was actually that's brilliant because maybe if this is just like literally he plays and actually just pays attention to opposing play calling and and like coaching to actually learn how to be a good announcer. Like <laughs> he's he's in announcer training now for a year. And I don't know how this would playing would work for announcer training. Because yeah, I me either, man. Would be a good announcer. Like the only way to be good at announcing is to practice it. Yeah. Which... Well, apparently, well that, that that hadn't been working. That hasn't been it, working, right? I I mean, I don't know how much he practiced it. I, I think mean, at least, uh, well, some of it is obviously sort of week, but... ability, and, like charisma, ability to talk. And I don't think Jason Witten got nearly as much practice talking about nothing and stuff like that. Like 
a quarterback would because a quarterback sure. always in front of camera and that kind of nonsense. Like when you're a quarterback, you're kind of used to being the celebrity mm-hmm. right? because you're you're the focus on everything. So Tony Romo had an advantage there. Yeah, yeah. He also like I think Tony Romo. Well, here's the thing, because like Jason Witten was Tony always Romo's like okay at press smarter. conferences. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason Witten and, and more charis. I mean, well, here's the thing. Like to be a commentator, there are a lot of things that you can have but don't necessarily need to have. But if you don't have any of them, it's a problem, right? Like Tony Romo has the enthusiasm, the like the the keyed in like Gruden style football brain, um, but maybe not like the experience or the the gravitas, say, of um, a Jim Nance. You know what? Whatever, right? Jason Witten is a potato. Like yeah. he He's doesn't. He doesn't. He adds nothing. He adds nothing. At the very least, at the very least, and you know, like, we talk so much about how we hate Troy Aikman. At least he is entertaining in a way, kind of, and can fill space. Like, Jason Witten cannot fill space. And take take this from people who are do a podcast that is from 45 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes long about football and put out a, a, an episode every week during the off season, we filling empty filling space. space. It's a skill. It's a skill, right? And you need to you need to have that to be a commentator, or you need to be paired with someone who can like cover for you. It, oh God, I it, it's just it made was me so bad it, watching Jason Witten, or I guess listening to Jason Witten talk during broadcast made me think that. He's probably quiet amongst his friend group. Yeah, 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 probably. His actually. friend group probably laughed their asses off. You're like, really? Jason's going on TV? Jason's going to be the one who has to talk for three hours? Uh-huh. That's not going to happen. Because even some of us, I would not consider myself the best talker in the world. But, especially in certain situations. And, you know, I'd still... I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> I lost Fair. my train of thought there. I had something and it left the station and I was I forgot to hop on. Shit. Alright. Alright. This is this is we're talking about. I just Troy pulled a Aiken. Jason Witten. I you, forgot what I was talking of... about halfway through. <laughs> I was gonna say you got a little Jason Witten, got a little Troy Aikman on you a little bit. That's fine. Troy Aikman finishes his sentences at least. Well, but he, he can... finishes his he... sentences in a completely different way. Like he so he doesn't forget, like, he does forget where he was going. It's it's literally like he comes to a different conclusion on a different subject than the thing he started talking about and doesn't finish the, he doesn't finish the thought. He has three thirds of three different thoughts but in every sentence. a period comes at some point. That's true. That's very true. At, at, for, at some point with uh, Troy Aikman... You can hear the end of his part in the conversation. There is an hear, end. Yeah. You don't, you're not really sure how maybe you got there, but you know it's over. There Jason is the Witten end of a thought. just kind of floats away, and mm-hmm. you keep waiting, and then all of a sudden something happens, and you're like, I guess that was it. That was it. 
I'm wondering if yo, we should like. So if he really is training, we should like reach out to Jason Witten. If anyone knows Jason Witten, and like wants to help him become a better broadcaster commentator, we could have him on the podcast. We could like make it a three person podcast for a little bit and like teach Jason Witten how to be an engaging like speaker a little bit and to fill time and to have good analysis jason look when you're not really sure what the other team is doing just bring up pokemon and see what happens there you go or anime or or just i mean he can you imagine jason Witten on a broadcast being like that play was great ah but have you ever heard of this my favorite japanese anime my favorite Japanese anime, The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Uh, it was uh, it was uh, popular in the mid mid two thousands and uh, really kind of brought the 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 genre of uh, of like school dramas, uh, school comedies into into kind of a new generation that was a little bit more. Uh, progressive thinking and and forward and it had a very very I'm, I'm, very good reception in the states. I'm very big fan of. I believe it was on Toonami, but it was animation. Ah, yes, classic. The classic. When Santa was a robot vampire, I think. Oh man, I I don't remember. I wish I remembered the entire plot of of anime Santa. That I wasn't know he was even in what high it was school called. trying was his like, best. Yeah. Oh man. Honestly, the, if we ever make a greatest hits episode, I'm just gonna replay that entire thing, and that will be the episode. Yeah, I tried to. So it's it's funny. I tried to. Um, a bunch of the people from the network were at PodCon a couple months ago, and they asked for like a one to two minute clip of like what your show's about. And I, obviously, I thought Anime Santa. Uh, that's pretty much. I think we talk about that for like. 20 minutes you cannot cut that to get you cannot cut anime santa down into a bite-sized like 90 second promo clip no which is a damn shame one of those things where we discovered it on the way yeah we didn't come in with an idea of what anime santa was we just we started the sentence and we just discovered it it yes came to be Right as you heard it. It was great. It was. It was very, very wonderful. Anyway, Jason Witten, come on the podcast. We'll teach you how to be a better commentator. I mean, fuck. You, we both have done live broadcasts before, kind of. When we, when we did, like, TNF games, kind of. Yeah. It was good. It was good. It we was did fun. a good job. Come on. You can, you can, you can learn a thing or two from us, J- Jason. I mean, it... It's not too hard to add color commentary, you don't think, because then you're just like, well, this is this is a pass play, and you expect them to try and get some yardage here, but you know, like they they, you don't want to go too hard because they're clearly stacking the box on this side, so you want to make sure they're over on this. It's even if you don't know what you're talking about, you can throw Mm -hmm. out, you know, buzzwords, and half the audience aren't going to be able to call you on it. That's true. That's very true. There there are very few people, especially people who like make a habit of watching, like sitting down and watching Monday Night Football that actually will care about like And those you... are the kind of dorks that are, you know, not really your audience. Effectively, this exactly. is one thing that exactly. we Exactly. When you're a 
super football nerd who cares about the play stats and everything like that it's it, it it's kind of like how gun nuts hate how guns work in movies yeah how it ruins yep. it for them yeah at, at some point it, like same thing with cars it doesn't really matter because that's not the point yeah yep most most announcers they're just they're there to provide something above nothing and right. they're, they're there to provide some commentary and as long as they have at least a basic level of description and understanding that's all it really needs to be like so, if, if you're describing play calls like you don't have to be right but mm-hmm. you have to kind of at least sound right i don't i don't i'm not a numbers guy i'm not an x's and o's person i don't when i see plays i'm not going to be able to call the formations and and all that stuff most of the time so i can't really call it when jason witten is just like oh yeah they're back here in a zone and i'm i'm like no it's actually a man coverage it's it's tampa three i don't know that shit so i don't really care about that stuff but i do notice when he says things like pulls a rabbit out of his head right yeah gotta get the cliches right the the job of a commentator, right? A re, you know, and this is another thing that we've kind of talked about before when we talked about like Tony Romo and John Gruden and other folks that generally I or we like in the booth. A great commentator in any sport can make you like after you are done watching the game, you feel like you understand not just that game, but the game that is being played a little bit better. A lot of esports commentators do this really well because that's literally their job they know that a lot of folks that are like watching a fighting game tournament right may have played street fighter before but aren't necessarily familiar with like how people string combos together or advance like blocking whatever whatever and it's their job to like in the moment be like okay so this is what this guy did and this is why it's good or bad and cool a great commentator can do that on the fly and and help you learn something about the game a good commentator makes you feel like you've learned something about the game even though you haven't a good commentator at least gets the emotion right a a good commentator makes you feel smart even though you're an idiot right even if it's not making you feel smart it makes you feel happy it gets you into the moment. Sure. Like I would, I would say Gus Johnson is exceptional at this. Mm-hmm, Gus mm-hmm, Johnson. Mm-hmm. I never, I didn't learn anything from Gus Johnson, but I felt it. Mm-hmm. And he was one of my favorite commentators for exactly that reason. Because even he could, he could be saying something wrong, but I would feel it. And you get, you remember those calls. Like a lot of the most famous calls that you remember are commentators making you feel it like when right. you think like some of the most famous calls i can think of are just like the like the vikings guy losing it when brett Favre threw the interception in the championship game uh-huh um the saints guy losing it when the uh the saints missed the extra point after the uh, river city relay yes oh, man. um gus johnson's brandon stokely down the sideline those those are like the calls you remember and a lot of commentators get um 
criticized when they fail in those moments, which is one of the reasons why everyone hated Joe Buck for a while, because he was so bad at it. Right, right. Well, because he was used to he was used to baseball, where like it's it they do it, and not to like rag and on it's baseball, out of here, but, and that's that's the excitement. Well, right, that's the thing is like is baseball commentary kind of the emotion? It's done for you a little bit, right? With baseball, you kind of have to drill down because home runs are really exciting, and that'll just be like, oh my god, it's gone a grand slam home run to win the game. Those moments are. Like they're they're like templated in for you. It's not. It's a little bit more nuanced in other games. Yeah. Anyway, commentary anyway, we is don't hard, have to but deal it's with Jason Witten as... now. Yes. True. I wonder what they're gonna do with Booger. I I don't fucking know, man. I think send him. I think they should to... just give him a straight up transformer, so he can walk down the sidelines in a giant transformer bot. Yes. Good. Very. Remove good. the guy from the booth. Make Booger the entire presentation. And he just runs around on the field in his giant transformer, giving us descriptions and stuff like that. As he's literally stepping on players. He's just like, oh, hi, Jay. Oh, sorry, sorry, Jason. Well, Jason won't be coming back in the game. He uh, had to leave with death. See, here here you said, I, I hope they just give him a transformer. And I was literally thinking that you meant he'd still be on the sideline without the booger mobile. And they would just give him a Hasbro transformers action figure to play with <laughs> oh i mean that could work too instead give him, of <laughs> uh, give him a transformer to play with tell him he's on camera but he's tell not. him he's on but he's not no you, you can just see him in the no, background he's... of other shots just like with the transformer like ooh, I, I, bumblebee bumblebee did you know when i played we would just shit on the sidelines <laughs> oh booger he was i i i never I don't know. That's that's an exaggeration I have, but like he fucking was so much worse when he made the jump to NFL from like doing exclusively college football coverage. Was Booger I, a college guy? I never yeah, followed yeah. college, so I didn't know that. He was he I was a, he was a big college football from. guy. He was on a whole bunch of uh of like panels and and stuff. He was on he was like a mainstay. It wasn't college game day, but there was like this. Wait, he path. was on panels. He wasn't a commentator. He, he was on. Yeah, panels. he was on. He was on a bunch of panels. Um, That's a and he was completely different a, skill, and it kind of explains why he sucked. Yep. 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 Fair. Yeah, because he never did any live. Um, you're not live, live reacting before, when you're on a least. panel. You're, you're yeah. Li- it's a lot less. It's a little bit more scripted. A little bit more controlled when you're on a panel. Right. then everyone has like their turn and everyone's playing off each other and you're like reading off teleprompters and stuff it's very it's probably easier honestly right yeah yeah i mean i assume it's easier you 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 have some time to like all you gotta do is nail like the five minutes where you're on camera Mm -hmm. it's it's not like a game where you've got three hours where you could basically fuck up at any point and have everyone laughing at you and ruin right. it. But no, yes. Give give him a transformer. Tell him yeah. to have fun and hire some actually good commentators. Just hire some fucking commentators. Hire us, man. I'd fucking do that. I would do it. Shit. I mean, we'd probably get lambasted, but Well, yeah. It. It'd be a good contract for a year. Yeah. We'd also Here's the thing. We'd also like we'd be aware We I feel like we would be so good at towing the line. Right. And and 
being the most boring, but like, I don't know, man. I feel like we could absolutely be boring, forgettable, but perennially employed commentators, right? If we mm. just decided we were going to do that. Safe. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we would be the fucking, we could be the safest fucking hire in sports. So hire us. for our underground cred? Where's our I street mean, cred there, Sam? Our, our street cred is good. I just, it's, it's literally because of our street cred that we know how to be safe, right? Mm. Like I'm, I'm saying we'd have to put on an act, of course, but we know exactly how to do it, right? And then we could like have like coded language, and we're like saying fuck words all the time, but but in the secret code that no one knows except the the real ones, you know? Yeah, the one the ones back where we came from, back from MD baby, suburban MD. Ones. Hell yeah. <laughs> There's, like, more news, too, even, this Some week. Stuff happened, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about free agency? Well, I guess we could talk about free agency. We could talk about the... This is... I'm making my comic about this now, so everyone yeah. will hear this at the same time the comic goes live. But we're in the bullshit cycle, and we touched on this last week, but... Completely. Rumors and just rumor gets pulled out of someone's butt and it just becomes a story to the point where actual credible nfl or sports journalists are treating it as fact on like twitter like well i guess they're trading for this team like i don't know Uh why the cardinals would be trading this but since they're going like here's who they should be interested in and it's all crap like i've been following this with two players specifically obj again Right, because yeah, someone's just like, oh, what if OBJ wants to get traded? And everyone's like, well, we got to talk about that. And then you have people that I respect on Twitter saying things like, well, the Giants are trading OBJ. So like, no, they're fucking not. Shut up. It's all just bullshit rumor speculation. Speculation is fun, but you have to keep in mind that that's what it is. It's speculation. It's not fact. And I've also seen it with the Cardinals with... Uh, Kyler Murray and Cliff King- yes. Kingsbury oh because God. at one point Cliff Kingsbury said I would draft Kyler Murray number one overall obviously at the mm-hmm. time he said that the context was just him giving support to Kyler Murray now right. he just happens to be in the situation where he could do that and people are running with it like oh, oh my god they're I mean the Cardinals are looking to trade Rosen I'm like why why do you think that's going to happen just because a coach gave another unrelated player some support at one time in the past? Shut up. This is not fact. Stop treating it as fact. I hate it. It's a cycle. I mean, again, this is what we were talking about last week, and it just it's never going to stop. It's never going to stop. Remember fucking the, the mini news cycle about Kyler Murray's dad and how he was going to be like another LeVar Ball and then like instantly i i don't know what happened but like or kyler murray's agent or someone was like okay let's just meet with your dad and and just kill this story before it blows out of proportion and they did it was just like it's fucking why i hate it i hate it i hate all of it i hate it so much let kyler be kyler and also let him play baseball too no, Please. he can't play baseball. Play the real sport. Honestly, just, it would probably be better for him if he did play baseball. That's very much, true. 
He'd much have less injuries, and he'd probably make more money in the long make, run. Make more money, play for longer. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I guess, like, I don't know, maybe he just loves a sport more. I, that's, I never really thought does. about that. It's probably also why um, Russell Wilson came, because I think he just liked football better than he liked baseball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think if you can play both, you because if you if you play both, like baseball is just kind of like a way to have fun in spring when you're not playing football. There, there's no one where it's just like, oh, I play these two sports, but really baseball is my first love. There's, there's, I don't, I think only Bo Jackson is the guy who was ever like torn between baseball and football and actually yeah. chose baseball. But half of that yeah. was because the Bucks decided to be douchebags and draft him when he specifically told them not to. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's all fucked. It just makes me sad that we're not going to really have, I don't think, another legit two-sport athlete, unless we count esports, which I bet, like, that's going to fucking pop off soon. I mean, we I guess we already have that. With, we've got, like, athletes competing in, like, high levels of, like, fighting games and Madden and, like, Fortnite and stuff. So, like, I guess that's legit. But, like, still, I want to see... I want to see... I'm a three-sport guy. I play football, Fortnite, and NBA Jam. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That, that's weird to think about. I want to see I want to see more of that. I need to see more of that. Let's <clears throat> fucking get it. Sam, speaking of video yes. games, there's yeah. actually something I wanted to bring up to you. Oh god, please. Please do it. Please Sam, do it. Please out do of, it. Out of the three new starter Pokemon for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yes. Who you who who's who you gonna main? Who you gonna pick? You're gonna so here's the thing. You're gonna make me say these names out loud, and they're garbage trash names. Oh, my uh, thing is pretty much every name of Pokemon past like Generation Two is trash. No, I mean nah, except for the ones that are literally the 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 Trubbish and Garbodor, the the Pokemon that are literally trash and garbage. Like uh, I, I, these are bad. Pick? On a, I'm gonna pick Score Bunny. Oh, that's oh, that's the one everyone's name. choosing. Well, it's because he's a he's a cute boy and he's a bunny and he's got a cute little piece of tape over his nose and probably he's a sports boy too. Uh, so if you haven't seen the news, Pokemon Sword and Shield is gonna be coming out later this year on the Switch or late this year rather on the Switch. It's probably gonna be like one of those like december holiday it's probably yeah it's gonna be a holiday release type deal yeah they're gonna do a whole bundle with it i assume um and the new starters are uh grookey the grass monkey which is a a word i don't want to say again they're they're all bad such bad names uh sobble which is the water type which is a a very cute crying uh lizard boy well, yeah, it's it's a sad mudkip is what they have done. They have done a sad mudkip. It, it looks that, like a mudkip cross with away. like a polywag. Yeah, it, it actually does. It really does. You fucking nailed it. Um, and then you have Score Bunny, which is the fire rabbit type who runs fast. And the and the game uh, is set in uh, an approximation of uh, the United Kingdom. So, yeah, yeah, they, and they, they, like, have, the whole, like, aesthetic is very, like, industrial, uh, for, like, this one part, there's a lot of, like, rolling hills, 
there's this I don't know what the um actual monument is, but they have uh recreated and they're putting in the game a um a famous I think it's Scottish uh monument with like these old ancient like runes and drawings on them and of course they're gonna like make it about a pokemon or whatever but you know they're they're doing that it's it's kind of cool the the environment looks really cool score bunny is gonna grow up to be a soccer player uh because one it's like score but also scorch and bunny and that's the weird play on words they did the second thing is they've shown like soccer stadiums and your trainer coming out and like soccer gear to presumably play Pokemon soccer or just to do a battle on soccer field, probably. But, you know, whatever. What if you they just made Rocket League, but you play as a Pokemon? Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? That would sell a billion copies. That would be the best game ever made. Are you are you I'm I'm serious right now. Are you fucking kidding me? Playing a playing a game like a third person game where you pick one of like six Pokemon all with different abilities in a class based it's kind of like it'd be kind of like Lucio Ball in uh in Overwatch. If you ever did you ever play Overwatch? I never got into Overwatch, no. Okay. There's this game mode where you could only play as one character and you were trapped. Not trapped, but it was like a soccer game and you just punched a ball and tried to get it into a goal. It was a lot of fun. This would be like that, except a whole game and you played as as, as Pokemon. I This game, hey, po- Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Pokemon, just make it happen. Hey, Pikachu, make it happen. It's been a good week for Pokemon, huh? Have you seen the new Detective Pikachu trailer? I did see the new Detective Pikachu trailer. This movie is going to be so fucking good. It's so weird. Yeah, I know. Which is, I I'm very surprised. I can't how weird it looks. Pikachu did a, did a cuss. Pikachu did a cuss, dude. He said the, the word of hell. They let Pikachu cuss. I wonder what Pokemon hell is like. Oh, God. I don't want to fucking think about that. I actually, wait, it, that's not a, it, right? It's not a thing because there are Pokemon ghosts. They're canonically Pokemon ghosts. And uh, there so can't... there is a Pokemon afterlife. There's a Pokemon afterlife, but I don't know if there's a Pokemon heaven or hell. Let's, let's go ahead and just, just Google Pokemon hell. Pokemon afterlife. Let's see. Pokemon, is there an afterlife in the Pokemon universe, according to Reddit? Certainly there are ghost Pokemon, and psychic abilities are a thing. Do do humans have an afterlife? Oh, I see. Okay, okay. So, here we go. No, we're 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 getting in here. Some Pokemon, including Yamask and Phantom, were at one point human. Yamask's Pokedex entry states that each of them carries... Uh, a mask that used to be its face when it was human. And Phantumps states, according to old tales, these Pokemon are stumps possessed by the spirits of children who died while lost in the forest. So Pokemon may in fact be the afterlife in the Pokemon universe, at least to some extent. Uh, There are other Pokemon that steal souls. Um, There are some Pokemon that suggest zombie-like afterlifes. Uh, which kind of puts the whole, if you're battling with a ghost type Pokemon in a weird light, because they used to be human. Although, to be fair, 
to be fair, we know Pokemon are conscious, and there's this whole thing like they are ghost Pokemon the ghosts of act of previous like is a Ghastly like a dead Bulbasaur, or is it its own thing? I don't know. I let's fucking hell. Let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna like search for Pokemon Hell, Pokemon Heaven and Hell. It's a. It's a fucking Pokemon. Uh. Uh. (laughs) uh fanfic all right let's let's fucking ghastly what is ghastly? what is what the fuck is ghastly okay ghastly has no true form 95 percent of its body is poisonous gas so maybe it's just that it's um just a that seems that seems not that doesn't it is well it is a gas poker that's true it isn't a, it is the gas pokemon technically well it's like the thing that um, that, that, that weirds me out because in in the original game there you need the the one tool to be able to the pokey the pokemon the pokey and, flute. The, it's the, the ghost of marowak yeah yeah but like when you 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 can't you see the ghost but then when you get to the ghost it's a ghost of marowak but then yeah. it's like actually a marowak right 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 it's still you fight like, like an actual marowak it's dead but you fight a Marowak. But you it's fight not it. a it's not a ghost, but it it, uh-huh. it looks like a ghost until you have the item that reveals it. Mm-hmm. But none of the other ghosts get revealed as other Pokemon. Right, right. Uh, so I have I'm, to I'm I have to, to assume the ghost up. Pokemon are their own thing. Like the afterlife is confirmed because Marowak was dead and still was able yeah, to and interact then it was with Marowak. You. Right. So there, there's a thing, but like I don't think ghost Pokemon were like the ghosts of actual previous pokemon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe so they're saying like, that hmm. okay it seems like it's it seems like it's different per pokemon so the ghastly line isn't ghastly is born from gases as it states in the in the specific so it's more like a grimer than a ghost yeah exactly yeah yeah except it's like it's i think it gets like the ghost typing because it's Ma- just made of gas and spooky probably i don't fucking know he was made by your uncle after a good solid piece of pizza nope nope no oh my god ghastly's a fart oh my <laughs> fucking god oh my fucking god ghastly is a fart ghost oh my god well <laughs> the only gonna... way to make more ghastly's hey is to dave have i'm gonna stuff. turn off my microphone for a second and deal with this just like for a minute my mic is gonna t- turn off i f- sorry for the audio so once Sam is recuperating, I just want to point out that um, I feel like every kid thought about this at some point because he was literally made of gas. So the fact that Sam has never had this occur to him makes me really feel like he is a truly innocent soul and his time here with me has completely soiled him. Um, I'm back. Okay. I'm back. I'm back. I I never thought of Ghastly as a gas Pokemon. I just thought of it as a ghost. I mean, I never like it. Never. It, it's it's the kind of thing. And I mean, his name is Ghastly. <laughs> well, yeah, but also with with it's also the spooky word, right? It's a spooky word too. Yeah, because it's a pun of gas. Well, right, but also I don't know, man. I, I just like thought it was only the. Sp- I thought like it was only fart. the spooky word. Man, I was making Ghastly fart jokes like day two fair fair you're on it before me haunter's the one that looks like a ghost 
That's true. And then Gengar's just a, a big G- round boy. I don't know what the fuck Gengar is. I guess he's a demon. Gengar is like bad Clefairy. Gengar, I like, that's the... <laughs> he's like emo Clefairy. Yeah, literally. Well, that's like, there's a bunch of like lore about whether uh, like Gengar is a dead Clefairy or Gengar is it supposed makes to sense. be... sense. They look like... similar and they have kind of similar powers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can see it's true. It. Yeah, well, yeah, because you got the whole, like, Dream Eater thing with Gengar, and then Clefairy's got all the, like, singles. Maybe they were put people to they were with. once a duo, like, they, they're, like, the good and bad sides of a Pokemon. Right. It's mm-hmm. just, like, Clefairy is all the good that came out of this, and Gengar is all the bad. And right. together they are junction, like, Clefairy lets people get restful sleeps, and Gengar eats their dreams. I hate it. The implications of the Pokemon universe are kind of more fun than the games. That's uh, thinking about this shit is great. Is absolutely great. Um, I my my thing is so one of my least favorite things is for people to make things like ah oh, let's make children's shit edge dark. Let's do it. Let's make everything edge dark and. And not really ruin it, but all of the kids from Ed, Ed, and Eddie are dead now. They're dead. They're dead. It's Charlie Brown, but he has a machine gun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, my, my thing is, like, I always appreciated the Pokemon lore because Pokemon, like, all of the, like, shit that you read about Pokemon, if you go deep into it, they literally make it, like... They include all the dark shit in there and then undercut anyone who's like, oh yeah, but this is cockfighting. And they're like, actually, no, the way Pokemon feel pain is very different. Doing battle is is exercise for Pokemon. They need to do it in order to live a healthy life. Does that make like elixirs and stuff performance enhancing drugs? uh, I mean... Kind, you know, yes, but they're not banned, right? They're not banned by the Pokemon. Oh, they're Poke steroids. Oh, Maybe man. those are rare candies. Maybe that's why they're so rare. Well, I'm wondering where because well, they're got... they're secretly on the underground. It's just like that's how you level up and get exercise yep. without really yep. having to work quite as hard. There's all rare candies those... are Pokemon steroids. Well, they're literal Pokemon steroids too, man. Remember like the protein, the iron, and the carbose that you pay like a billion dollars for to like increase your Pokemon's like base attack stat or whatever that always cost a little bit too much money for just like it to be a protein bar. We we may have found the one the one thing that like that we that we can use to make Pokemon edge dark. I wanna see I want to see the Icarus documentary of Pokemon. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The po- the Poke Olympics. They get to the final and they realize Charizard, he got leveled illegally. Mm-hmm, like, he, mm-hmm. he, when he was originally weighed in at the at the uh, thing, he was level 60, but they, they measured him at the end of the tournament and he was level 65 and they know that he couldn't have gotten that many experience points on his own. So they realized between battles, he was fed a rare candy and that trainer is oh, banned. Oh man, no, you can't be doing that. You can't be doing that. I'm looking at the, um, I'm looking at the actual, um, uh, so in Japanese, 
all of the different medicines that you get have different names, right? So instead of uh, iron, it's bromhexine, which is an enzyme that increases respiratory health and allows you to more effectively oxygenate uh, your your blood. Um, there's also lysozyme, which uh, helps the immune system and... Uh, yeah, yeah, it um it strengthens cell walls. Um, I'm trying to find one that's creepy. Um, is there there's one, for one dick, that helps dick growth plants? There's always one for dick growth. I'm trying to th- I'm trying to see if they did put a dick growth thing in Pokemon. As long as human beings have survived, there has always been a reason to try and make their dicks bigger. Ooh, okay. So here's here's one. It doesn't make things well. No, it it makes things softer actually. Indomedicine, um uh indometicine rather is uh is a drug that inhibits uh inhibits fever, pain, stiffness and swelling. So this is probably like the magic if you see people on a soccer field like this is a magical numbing agent. Um so that's like kind of something maybe I, I this is this is i'm reaching i can't find any i can't find any anything for it except for the fact that rare candy is called the mystery candy in in japanese mm. it just says it's a candy that is packed with energy nutritious drinks for pokemon yeah i'm like yeah yeah it's very creepy well, Sam, we've got like the cream two the minutes clear. left here. We... Holy shit! Really? <laughs> should we should we give some um, credit to the AAF a little bit? Yeah, let's give some credit to the AAF. I watched some games. They were pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, the once again the uh, the Atlanta Legends played a half of good football before absolutely fucking donging it like they do every week. The San Diego Fleet proved themselves to actually be better than the Commanders, which I yeah. was surprised by. I don't think anyone yeah, had too. them above the Commanders in the uh, power rankings before this mm-hmm. game, and they did a pretty good job. It was thirty-one to eleven. It's a, it's a solid game. Uh, it does. I think it does still look like it's the Apollos all the way, though. Like it, it, there, yeah, it definitely looks like the Apollos. I think the most notable thing that happened this weekend, especially was with the Apollos was just they they pulled Christian Hackenberg. Yep. They pulled yep. him. He was garbage, he was trash, and they pulled him and they put in Zach Mettenberger and the team had life. Mm-hmm. What a fucking Jesus Christ. What a fucking pulling. By the way, the Christian Salt Lake Stallions also beat the Hotshots. So, yeah, th- so that's that's that is the probably that was the big surprise of the week. This is the big surprise of the week. Yeah, absolutely. That that is uh, a very key. There's only one game. Undefe- there's, there's only two one undefeated one undefe- teams two, left. Well, no, Birmingham is technically because Birmingham. Okay. Yep. yep. Birmingham yep. is still gutting out all these ugly wins, and it's working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or- Orlando. I mean, still their their defense is legit so far. Uh, at least it I has like been. It. Keep watching the AAF. I, we didn't give as much time to them this weekend, but hey, I did want to say Christian Hackenberg sucks, and the they Eastern finally did Conference, the right thing. The Eastern Conference only has winless and 
lossless teams. They if do. you are in the Eastern Conference, you are either three and zero or zero and three. Wild, that's actually accurate. Wow. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I do want to say weird. I saw the uh, Salt Lake Stallions tweet King in the North, which uh-huh. I guess technically they're the northernmost team, and I I couldn't yeah. stop. I, I was just like King in the North. It's not really uh, that. It's it's not really that thing. Is it? No. You're on a. You're Can on you really a mountain. Call yourself the king of the north when you're not. You're on a mountain, kinda, right? Like that's kind of like like north. No, you're, it's you're not, technically no. on like a higher latitude line than yeah the other teams. But I, I, you're not high up enough to really say king in the north. Can't do that can't do that there's no giant wall in salt lake city you're not doing a good job bad bad anyway there are plenty of other memes there are plenty of other memes that you can do yeah you don't need to the the hashtags you can probably like find a bunch of other game of thrones content a fucking it's you are probably the only let me let me double check this but they're probably the only uh city that gets snow that has an AAF team. So like, you know, you could do something with that, 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 that one's for free. Snow Lake city. Yeah. No, that's bad. Better than we, the North. That's true. That's really true. It's don't do that. Anyway, we should pick the games. We should. Ah, shit. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. San Diego fleet at Memphis. Well, Memphis express, the only other lossless team, uh, and they have looked bad all season. So the question will fleet. be: Can Zach Mettenberger turn this team around? Yeah, right. I, I personally mean, can't, hope they do. He can't. He can't. But I want. He can't. Him to. But yeah, fair, fair point. Now we have the Orlando Apollos versus the Cuban. Yeah, um, and this this wouldn't have been as interesting a game because the previously winless Stallions knocked off the Hotshots, who were the other like were my yeah. other pick for like we we both thought it was it was like Hotshots and Apollos and the uh, Stallions are at home, so this is in the frigid north of Utah. Yeah. Um, if you were gonna pick against the Apollos, now'd be the time to do it, but I'm not going to. Yeah. I, you, you can't pick against the hot hand. At the I, but, but again, though, yeah. again, though, their win over the Express wasn't that convincing. It was a four-point win, um, and the Express outscored the Apollos um, by like by a decent margin in uh, in the second half. So I, you know, you never Apollos know. could be slipping. You never know. You never know. You never know. I, I'm still, still going with a, the hot hand. A lot hand, is open in the air. We've only had three weeks of. The Commanders yep. versus the Birmingham Iron. Yeah, I don't see the Commanders scoring at all on the Iron. I no. think that this is a, a, like, I don't think the Commanders find the end zone. It's not going to be a shutout, but I don't think the Commanders uh, find the end no, zone. It's definitely the Iron. I'm, I'm definitely going Iron yep. on that one. And now yep. Atlanta goes into Arizona. Nope. It's going to be a fucking Viking funeral. Well, at the very least, it's it's looking like there's st- there are going to be a couple of zero and four teams, right? That's fun. It's, this is still gonna um, the <laughs> if our picks are correct, uh, we have 
the uh, we have four and O teams and O and four teams still in the Eastern Conference, right? We both picked the we picked the Apollos and the Iron, and then we picked against the Express and the Legends, which I guess makes sense. We, given we have their, no reason to pick stats, the but... Express or the Legends at this. Point. No, they no, they don't. have not given us reason to pick either of them. Right, right. So you know, call your bookie. Make a make a five dollar bet or whatever. Make it happen. Yeah, take take your lunch money one day and be like, hey, I'm gonna not eat lunch and maybe spare myself a few calories and be much more responsible and put it on AAF. Sam, yes, I would like you to give this podcast a happy ending. Oh, sure. Yeah, you can. I'll give this a happy ending, and you can find a bunch of happy tweets from me. Bad. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible job with that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sam Grizzezzes. S A M G R E S Z E S E S E S. And on Twitch and Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Dave? You can, I am Drawplay Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Drawplay Dave or Facebook at the Drawplay Comic. On Instagram, on Drawplay Dave. And of course, on the Drawplay.com. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Be sure to have some good fun and get a nice massage. Loosen yourself up. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is- Wait! You can't be Commander Shepard. I'm Commander Shepard. Okay. We're both Commander Shepard, and we're here to tell you about our favorite podcasts on the Citadel. Do you like narrative video games with deeply developed characters? What about exploring complicated moral quandaries, like romancing aliens? Then you should be listening to Reignite. A show where two friends take a 10-year-old video game way too seriously. And sometimes not seriously enough. I'm Commander Shepard. And I'm Commander Shepard. We should go. Hey, I'm Joe Conley. And I'm Vanessa Frank. We make a show called Spoilers Digest. Where we predict the plots of your favorite movies that we haven't seen. Then we watch the movies and digest it to see what we got right and what we got wrong. So come laugh with us every Wednesday and see how we do. Catch us at SpoilersDigest.com or wherever you get your podcasts.